going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, the YWC Reality Checking. You don't see my pretty sexy face, so you know I'm not alone. Guapo's here, even though it's not an AEW video. Hola, mis amigos. Señor Guapo's back again. And the long-awaited 2020 re-debut of Kristen. What's going on, Kristen? Hey, everybody. You're back, even though you gave up on wrestling twice because of the Bellas. Twice, yeah. They almost had me back on board. And then uh, the Bellas were announced for the Hall of Fame, and I'm like, well, I'm out again. And then there is no more Hall of Fame, so now you're back. So now I'm back. That wasn't the only reason I was gone. Also, it's harder to watch uh, wrestling when when you get rid of cable. That helps. That is fair. But it's... I, I'm gonna but say, I have been keeping up. I'm going to say, as much as I'm picking on Kristen immediately now that she's back on the channel, uh, Kristen's kind of low-key the reason we're doing this video, because I debated for about the past two weeks whether I was going to bother doing a preview for WrestleMania, just with the way things are in the world. And I'm not going to drudge on that too much. I've done a lot of content on here about coronavirus how it's affecting the wrestling world i've done videos myself uh myself and okay fabe did a video specifically on the effects on the wrestling business and how the empty arena shows are and all that sort of thing so i do encourage anybody that hasn't listened to that yet to go back and listen to that it was great to have okay fabe back on the show but it's really weird sad empty arena wrestlemania but then literally yesterday I get a message on Facebook from Kristen, who I thought wasn't watching wrestling anymore, basically that amounted to, so are we doing this or what? So here we are. We are here because Kristen sent me a message on Facebook. Can I, yeah. uh, can I just say, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were, I would like to bring up one, one thing that maybe you've talked about already, but I'm not sure if you have. Go for it. Um, there's a lot of people shitting on it. I kind of think it's hilarious that WWE made that I oh, like the WrestleMania gosh. shirt, but I wasn't there. I almost oh, the I wasn't there? Shirt. It's funny because it's that thing that everybody's going to rage about or laugh about, but low-key also they're going to be buying it. I, I think it's fucking hilarious. I could also understand how it's not fucking hilarious if you bought a plane ticket and WrestleMania ticket and made hotel reservations and all of that jazz. How that would be a little bit of but here's the thing though face. like you can't but, be you can't be mad but it's not like they like it's not like they were like yeah no, fuck wrestlemania like it, it's a big deal they needed to shut shit down yeah and wwe waited as long as they could yeah and everybody was even when they said you know wrestlemania is going to be at the performance center and whatever and everybody's like oh look at vince pushing wrestlemania forward because he doesn't care about anybody and it's like yeah except wrestlemania is happening in front of nobody and they canceled takeover and they canceled the hall of fame and they canceled everything around it and the only thing that's still happening is happening in front of nobody as safe as they possibly can but don't don't let that dissuade you from the vince is rich and therefore a bad guy motif um, it it's a good time, everybody, to to like, you know, I know I know Vince is a horrible bad guy. He has a lot of money, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you know, there's a lot of people who are probably going to lose their jobs. A lot of wrestlers that are probably going to get let go because of this. So, you know, buy merchandise. And you know what the thing is yeah, too, if right? If you want to help out, I, I am going to drudge over one one thing that I have said in the past couple of weeks. The shows are weird. 
like Raw, SmackDown, they're weird. Yeah, it's they're... like weird not in a like because of writing way. It's weird because it's, it's weird, it's weird that, because that we're there's in... no audience. It's weird because we're in weird times, right? And yes. yeah, like a lot of the matches aren't great and the commentators aren't the commentators we're used to and Raw and SmackDown that time is being filled with like old matches from other pay-per-views and whatever just to fill out three hours. But what I have said, what I will continue to say is even if you sit down and watch a really weird shitty SmackDown for two hours, you can spend those two hours shitting on that SmackDown. It's still two hours that you're not thinking about the bullshit going on outside. And that is, that has to count for something. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, like, there's Shall we nothing talk else. about WrestleMania? The WrestleMania that cannot be contained to one day. The WrestleMania so that spread out over days. two over two days because even WWE. Is it two days? I thought it was three days. No, it's Saturday Sunday. Because okay. e- even WWE knows that we're not going to watch eight straight hours of empty arena wrestling. There is sixteen it's matches so- though. It's so awkward. Like, I remember watching the clip of when they were announcing the, uh, the, what is it, a, is it a, a Fatal 4-Way or 6-Pack Challenge for Bailey's SmackDown Women's it's, Championship? It's a 5-Way now. It's so. a 5-Way? 5-Way? Um, and... <laughs> I so don't even care about the women's of, title. They oh, they had, to Skype, they had to Skype page. in page. Now, yeah, they had to Skype page in. And how awkward it was. And I don't think it would have been as awkward had there been an audience there, but it was just so uncomfortable. See, I thought that was such a shitty thing in general, because look at the... And we're going to talk about Edge, obviously, later on, and I can use Daniel Bryan as another example. But look at the like happy comeback stories we've had in the past couple of years. So when Paige said she was coming to SmackDown to confront Bailey. The amount of people that thought Paige was coming back, anything, any announcement other than that was was crap. <laughs> and, I mean, I wasn't going to start with Is that. Are there but... some inklings of her coming back? I mean, I know. I mean, basically since Daniel Bryan came back from his, quote, career-ending injury there's always a chance. Is that is that what it boils down to? It's it's that, and it's all the tweets that she puts out that are like really misleading. Like I I don't don't count me out just yet or whatever. But it's also the way they phrased it. It's like next week on SmackDown, Paige comes to confront Bailey because the Bailey heel turn, the Bailey Sasha nonsense is such drivel. Even before. We went to empty arena shows like the the heel Bailey Bailey as champion still having to play second fiddle to Sasha Banks, which is not something I'm going to rant on tonight. It's fine, you guys that worry about me ranting about Sasha Banks, I'm not doing that tonight. But it's such a like Bailey as a heel, Bailey as a champion is such a failure. And with the NXT Women's title being involved in the actual WrestleMania card, I feel pretty confident in saying that you could have left the SmackDown title off and nobody would have cared. But um, Paige came on, and basically, she's like, okay, how about you face this person at WrestleMania? Oh, you're still cocky? How about you face this person at WrestleMania? How about you face this person at WrestleMania? And and then is, I'm going to... Uh, is there a background to Paige being able to set matches for um, WrestleMania? <laughs> the McMahons haven't been on the show in a while, so we've gotten things in really weird ways. Like Rob Gronkowski, who's hosting what? WrestleMania... 
basically created a match. There's been a lot of, like, the timekeeper runs up to the referee, and because they've heard a message from backstage. And I like the McMahons not being on there so much. It's like two steps away from the anonymous oh general manager. The anonymous raw general manager in, oh an, empty, in an empty arena Works would just be... But it, it's just, like, they got rid of the McMahons, would, but they didn't put in... I would in... lose my shit if they got... If they brought back the raw general manager because of COVID-19, we now have an anonymous general manager. Well, like with so many people working from home, anybody could be the anonymous general manager. But it's just the problem with it is it's It's like Solomon Crow. He's hacking the system. It's Vanguard one perched on the roof of Titan Towers. Anyways. But it's I think the pro- perched in the he's it's in the oh he's in God. the he's in the rafters, staying six feet away from people at all times. No, he 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 can't come into the building because he's so old he falls under the category of immunocompromised. Well, that's why he's staying six feet away in the in the rafters. Oh my God! And then he falls and breaks his hip. Um, but oh, no, the oh, problem yeah, well, is unnecessary to my joke. <laughs> the problem that I see with it is, like, they've done a good thing that they didn't follow up on. Like, they took the McMahons off TV, and we got a lot less of the McMahon, which is great. But the the company and, like, the fiction of the company has existed with an authority figure for so long that they removed the authority figures and then didn't tell us where the authority was coming from after that. So Paige coming back. I think when, when Paige was, like, the general manager... Or, when Alexa Bliss was injured and like she was helping Baron Corbin and like she was the general manager of the women's division, like that was kind of a joke because she was a heel and she was a heel doing heel things and they wanted to keep her on the show. But to legitimately have somebody that's not a wrestler anymore come back and general manage a particular division wouldn't be the worst creative thing in the world. And somebody like Paige that the crowd already loves who was already doing the sort of general manager thing on SmackDown, like, what was it, a year and a half ago? It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. This match, however, is the worst thing in the world. Because it's Bailey. Sasha... I was about to say, is this how we're starting our, our WrestleMania talk, or just it talk about this match that is... I really, wa- I really want to go from, like, the matches that I either don't like or don't have much to say about and end on somewhat of, like, a positive or at least interesting note. So all right, that's that works for me. So the Guapo. fact that we we started with this, it's Bailey, Sasha Banks, Naomi, Lacey Evans, and apparently Tamina still has a job. So that's something. Guapo, your thoughts? Yes. That's kind of what I thought you would the, say. The, this is the vehicle for them to put the title back on Sasha Banks, and I'm gonna not yeah, care. Uh, Except have, Sasha's uh, not in the match, is she? She is. Yeah, she is. I'm she pick- is? Okay. It's I'm Bailey, Sasha, Sasha, Naomi, Lacey, and Tamina. And is it, are they are they playing it up as as long as one of us wins? No, they're playing it up as like you can't put me against my friend and break us up. Like oh okay. Bailey, aka setting up Sasha to do massive heel turn, make Bailey go babyface again, and everybody else is just going to be buried. And that's, I mean, that I love, would be the best thing they could do with this. I love how that doesn't work at all, though, because they're both already heels. So you've got a yeah. heel, you've got a heel they're, turning they're, heel on another heel. They are mecha, they are not Jericho and Owens. Mecha, mecha at at this point, at this point, I don't care as long as Bailey ends up being face and Sasha ends up being heel, because that's the only way this works. I don't want either of them on my TV, like at all. 
Like at this well, point, good, they won't be. Supposedly, they won't be after the Raw after WrestleMania. Like I don't even no I don't even particularly like Lacey Evans, but put the title on Lacey Evans for all I care. Yeah. I don't I don't know why Carmella was removed from the match, but put it on Carmella again. The I watch, and I'm only gonna say this once, hopefully, but I watch the women's division on NXT, and and they're awesome. My girl Shotzi Blackheart got robbed last night. It's fine. I'm over it, but not. But like, not. But I'm but I'm not exactly. Um. SmackDown, which is the new A show, the billion dollar Fox spectacular, is is so shit in a lot of ways. It's absolutely unreal. And the women's division on SmackDown is is in tatters. Sasha Banks is gonna win and I'm gonna roll my eyes knowingly. That's how that's yep. gonna go. Moving on to something that I wouldn't care about in a normal WrestleMania, but in the weird, like, let's try to have some fun with it where we can, I think I am kind of going to enjoy it, and it's Baron Corbin versus Elias. Yeah. Corbin's an underrated heel. Elias is entertaining enough in his own right, like, he owns the character, he owns the weirdness of these, like, empty arena shows, I think they're going to go out of their way to make themselves look ridiculous for the purpose of being entertaining. And, I mean, it's a bottom-of-the-card match being what a bottom-of-the-card match needs to be. I got Elias because I hate Corbin. But that means he's doing a good job. Yeah, I just hate him altogether. I hate him before before it was cool not to hate him. Uh, do you hate him because he's not wearing his outfit? hated him when he's... He hated him when he still had Kristen Stewart face. Oh, oh wait. Boy. He still does. Still does. Still does. I feel it, does. It, it's kind of it's kind of a missed opportunity that like the okay. King gimmick is has since since they decided that King of the Ring doesn't mean anything, the King gimmick is just played off for laughs. But you know what though, and, and this is what I like I'm about okay, it, like I'm, he, I'm okay with that. He's playing into being a dork with the King thing so much. Like, he knows exactly, like, to, like, intentionally, like, overtake yourself seriously to get the cheesy gimmick over. I think it's great. Like, the fact that he's out there in, like, a robe with the scepter and the crown, but underneath all that, it's, like, wrestling tights and a t-shirt. It's just, like, the King thing is so superficial. The superficialness has made it into his ring attire. The fact that he wanted, like, uh, Rob Gronkowski... This is the m match that was basically made by Rob Gronkowski. And the fact that, like, he was getting bullied by Rob Gronkowski and Mojo Rawley and still tries to take himself seriously. Like, that shows you where it's at. But he owns it. It's like uh, a babyface comparison... A babyface comparison would be Heath Slater. Like, he's a dork. But he owns Mojo, it, and it's kind of uh, great. Is Mojo still doing that finding himself looking in the mirror thing? Uh, no. He had a tag team partner in Riddick Moss for, like, five seconds, and then two weeks later, Riddick Moss turned on him and got the 24-7 title off of him. And now, because Rob Gronkowski is apparently on SmackDown, so is Mojo Raleigh. All right. I, I don't know what to do with any of that. I'm not a football. I'm not. Bros, that's the reason he won the uh, Andre. Andre the Giant Battle Royale winner. I don't know what to do with the fact that Rob Gronkowski is like apparently legitimately going to be a wrestler. He's like, got nothing else to do. Well, this is true. I mean, his quarterback just left to go to Tampa, so yeah. Yeah. 
You know what's not happening in Tampa? Takeover. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this is true. Um, it's all Tom Brady's fault. And it's yeah, it's all Tom Brady's fault. Damn it. I don't blame watch, I don't, Tom I don't, Brady. I don't watch football, but apparently everything is Tom Brady's fault. He's it the Donald Trump of football. Anyways, the the one guilty pleasure, the one actual cool like sort of long-standing story on SmackDown, sadly, we got Otis taking on Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I dropped something. It was that dramatic that I needed to drop something. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, like, it's cheesy as fuck, but why is it also, like, one of the best things on SmackDown? Uh, because because it is. it's cheesy as fuck. Because it's cheesy, and Ziggler can literally sell anything. And and everybody loves Otis. Yeah. But he got, but his, I, heart, but he, but he got his heart broken on Valentine's Day, and that's terrible. And it then is terrible. Ziggler's gonna break him whatever day they decide to do this match. I mean, I think Otis is going to kill him. Otis broke the Elimination Chamber trying to get his hands on Dolph Ziggler at the Elimination Chamber. So there's going to be something. I think it's funny that, like, so few of their tag teams are actually tag teams and not just, like, two random people being thrown together, but Heavy Machinery are an actual tag team. And to the fact that one of them is having a singles match at WrestleMania is, is kind of amusing. Unless they're going to split up Heavy Machinery, but I don't know what you do with them after that. It's because uh, WWE doesn't like tag teams. I mean... They don't. Yeah, the whole tag team landscape over this entire card is actually kind of interesting, and we'll get to that as we get to it. I kind of figure Otis gets the win here, because I like they're playing him up as, as like the lovable teddy bear type guy, but I think they're going to turn that on its head, and... There's going to be like a little bit of like a Hulk logic to it, like a you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. We already saw a little bit of that on SmackDown, but nobody's watching SmackDown because nobody's in the stadium watching SmackDown. But like he went berserk and cost his team a shot at the tag titles because he was tearing up the PC trying to get his hands on Ziggler. So Otis the Monster could be a thing. Uh, either way, I think you get a feel-good moment to end off all this. Maybe Otis definitely destroys Dolph Ziggler, possibly leaves with the girl. That could be cool. Um, I got nothing else other than, like, I think it's awesome, but also I acknowledge that it doesn't matter at all. Okay. Uh, so obviously... Yeah, I got nothing for that. Obviously... Yeah. With, with the way things are and social distancing being a thing and the limitations we're all, we're all uh, working within right now, the idea of two battle royals at WrestleMania is not a thing. So in the vein of people seem to like Aleister Black, he was probably going to win the Andre. Uh, we still should put him on the card somewhere. We've got Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley for literally no reason. <laughs> For reasons. No, for but like reasons. this, this is, is. I feel like one of the few times that when we go for reasons, you can't really shit on them for it. No, you can't. You can't at all. And I'm not really because I'm. I'm happy to see Alistair Black on the card, honestly. Because there was a time where they weren't using him at all. They were leaving him. I in mean, the... that doesn't give WWE an excuse for all the other times that they make matches for reasons. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, this combination is the most. For reasons, for reasons that ever for reasons. 
I just like the fact that, like, a guy that wasn't being used, like, very recently and was cutting those weird promos in the back in the dark and not really having matches is at least part of the WrestleMania card. And put him up against Lashley, somebody who everybody thinks is lame, let him get his head kicked off. Here, you've had a bit of Aleister Black for the night. There's no way Lashley wins this. Like, at all. But what if he did? I think maybe Rusev returns. Apparently Rusev's, like, been all over social because he shaved his head, and people are freaking out about that. I don't get why, but maybe bald Rusev does a run-in, and mm. and, and the referee doesn't care because he's like, Lashley, you're a twat. I didn't see that. Alistair Black wins. I got nothing. What Perhaps. I do have, what I do have, as we talk about uh, the tag team division and how good or not good it is, is Usos versus New Day versus Miz and Morrison. I love Miz and Morrison. I'm so glad Morrison's back, and like they didn't try to make him a big deal, which sounds like a dickhead thing to say, but they literally slipped him into exactly where he fit when he left. And I'm okay with that, because they they the last time he was successful when he before he left. The last time I saw Morrison was fighting Justin Gabriel at a Destiny show up here in in Ontario, and that was awesome because it was pure comedy the whole time, and it was just like them like bantering each other off like friends like during the match. It was and they also threw like Timbits containers at each other, so that was also kind of fun. Now, the caveat to all this is the rumors that we've heard, and I don't know if they're true or not, but apparently Miz has been sent home because of not necessarily coronavirus, but like some sort of... Coronavirus. Some sort of illness thing. So the rumor is, for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, we're going to have Morrison versus Anuso versus either Kofi or Big E in a singles triple threat match for the SmackDown for the title. Tag team. Yeah. That makes about as much sense as anything else. I mean, it does... It, I, I don't know. I got nothing. Like, the only other thing they could have done would have been, like, strip Miz and Morrison because they can't defend, and then we just get another Usos New Day. And Usos New Day is I, great, but... I'm also kind of over I, it. I think it's... I think it's funny the idea that they're. If you're gonna have wet, if the, if you're gonna try wacky shit, let's just do it now. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm not. I'm not against it. And I mean, like, if you get one on of this the show that that already everybody's like, what the fuck? Everything's weird. Oh, we, why not do we, it now? But we haven't even talked about the weird stuff yet. But I'm just saying, like, if for any reason at all, I'm pretty sure the member of the New Day that you're going to get is going to be Kofi Kingston. Because think about this time last year, you know, Kofi Mania, Roddy Roddy Rod, shouldn't have happened, but whatever. Like, anybody that tells me that they wouldn't be excited for a Kofi... I I disagree, but whatever. It's fine. You can be wrong. Um, (laughs) Anybody being sold a match that was like... He wonders why I leave the show sometimes. Would you, well. like, would you like me to play you a sad song on a violin? Um, but if I told you one-on-one, just as a match at WrestleMania, that you were going to get Kofi Kingston versus John Morrison, that's enough of a match for WrestleMania, depending on how they build it up. Throw in Anuso, 
and it'll be an interesting match. The fact that it's for the tag titles is sort of a, hey, these are the times we're in thing. I don't think many titles are changing hands at WrestleMania. I'll, I'll say that right now. Um, I think Ms. Morrison, or I, th I guess Morrison, leaves as the tag team champions. Um, it'll be interesting. Like, they will play off the ridiculousness of the situation, I think, which is how a lot of these matches have to survive. But, I don't know. It's as good as anything else we're getting on the card. So, thoughts? Morrison. Because I don't see reason. any reason... Yeah, I don't see any reason why they should take it off of him. I'm really curious them. if if they don't if they do choose Big E instead of Kofi. I think that uh, I think a fighting dynamic between John Morrison and Big E is just different enough to be really interesting. Anyways, moving on to the other tag team championships currently held by the Street Profits, even though Montez Ford broke his back in front of nobody on Raw. Um, originally, it was announced that the the number one contenders, uh, virtually out of nowhere, were Andrade and Angel Garza, which, which is cool because Angel Garza was brought up to Raw by Zelina Vega. Again, we have people with authority out of nowhere. But then Andrade became unavailable because he's either hurt or sick or whatever the hell he's doing. So... Zelina Vega goes to NXT again and brings up Austin Theory, who's fun, but has barely had anything to do on NXT. And it's basically Zelina Vega there representing Andrade, who's not there, uh, managing two guys from NXT that aren't really a team. But at the same time, I think the match is going to be phenomenal. And we don't have a United States title match at WrestleMania because the United States champion won't be there. Yes. All right then. Yeah, I I think the match is going to be good, but like there's not much to dig into there. I I like Austin Theory the little bit that I've seen of him. Angel Garza is entertaining as fuck, and Street Profits just got those belts, and I don't think they're losing them. Zelina Vega yeah. is awesome in her manager role. She's awesome as that cocky sort of like, yeah, we needed another person, so I just rang up NXT. What of it? Like. I wish they would let her wrestle, because she actually can wrestle, but that's a that's a different conversation for another day. Yes. Nobody, nobody's got anything else for this, do they? No, nope. not really. Okay, I'm pretty sure we can all dig in to the next one. For the Intercontinental Championship, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan. I mean, that's... Probably gonna be a really good match. <laughs> it's probably gonna be the match of the night if if we. It's put... gonna be a really good match that n no there'll be no audience for, so it'll yeah. be awkward. I think Sami Zayn defeating Braun Strowman for that title without actually having to lay a hand on him is one of the funnier things that I've seen this year. Sami Zayn's little like faction of like him and Shinsuke and Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan, who's just got Drew Gulak as his partner now, for reasons. For reasons. I mean, like, they were announced out of nowhere for Elimination Chamber, and it was it was very for reasons, but when Fabe and I predicted the show, we're like, this show's kind of a mess, but hey, Bryan and Gulak's gonna be good. 
and it was really good. And now they're friends, and now the story that Gulak is the one training Daniel Bryan is also kind of amusing. Because it, almo- it almost... You know, Gulak, the one that's been WWE champion. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's 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 almost as good as NXT with The Miz being uh, Daniel Bryan's pro. Yes, but to the eyes of the WWE audience, he was brand new. So within storyline, it made sense. This makes no sense. Yeah, but I mean, like, the indie fans that already knew who Daniel Bryan was, like, lost their shit over that. I'm not going to mention Deluxe Man by name, because that would be really mean. But. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he's about as petty as Michael Sidgwick. Moving on. Moving on. Um, it's It's weird, because we don't really need to have a whole lot of pile of people matches. Uh, at WrestleMania, just because we we are kind of super aware of, like, distancing and all that kind of shit, I wouldn't mind if this had become, like, a five-pack challenge. Like, with Zayn and Shinsuke and Cesaro and Sami Zayn and Drew Gulak. And the rumor is the third person on Daniel Bryan's faction eventually is going to be Chad Gable. Which, anything that's not Shorty G is a step up for Chad Gable. So we don't know. Uh, the match is going to be good. I don't think Daniel Bryan wins, because I don't think Daniel Bryan needs to win. Sami Zayn actually having his first title on the main roster is something that I think people are kind of living for right now. So even though he's the heel, everybody's behind him. Even though he's facing Daniel Bryan, people are behind him. No, because he's never really gotten a shot. Well, he wasn't wrestling. Like, they had him as a manager, like, forever. Like, he was managing Shinsuke, and, like, he was managing Shinsuke, and Cesaro was Shinsuke's partner, and, and four reasons abounds, but, like, Sami Zayn isn't wrestling. And it's no slight on Shinsuke Nakamura, because he's great in his own right, but, like, you got Sami Zayn and Zelina Vega, who are great managers, great mouthpieces, etc., but, but, but let them wrestle. I want to see Zelina Vega versus Alexa Bliss at some point. I don't think it's going to happen, and now I'm sad. Um, but yeah, Sami Zayn wins this. His guys are going to be there. And even if Daniel Bryan's guy is there too, the numbers game. And and I'm kind of okay with that. Same. Speaking, yeah. of, speaking of Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross finally get their rematch for the Women's Tag Team Championships against the Kabuki Warriors of uh, Asuka and, and Kairi Sane. I'm, I'm excited for the match. It's been sort of a lopsided build because Kairi Sane hasn't been there. Apparently, WWE, before the Corona stuff happened, uh, allowed her like a lot of uh, personal time because she was off getting married and there was some other stuff happening in her family, so they just let her go and didn't think she was going to be back. For WrestleMania, at one point apparently we were going to get Oscar versus Alexa Bliss, which for the tag titles. No, just for for a match. Like all the, I would like the idea that all the tag matches, every tag title is a one-on-one match. Okay, but on the other side of the coin, then you'd have to defend singles titles in tag matches. Like it would. I be, mean, clearly, yes. I, I mean, want it to be Bizarro World. I want all I, of it. I to want. Be weird. I want a two-title tag match. Goldberg and Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. 
Oh my god, that's kind of terrifying. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I mean, I will always say that Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are way underrated. People call them they are. People call them ones because they're not tens. Like that's the thing. And I know I coined that phrase when I was talking about the Bellas back in the day, but like it's way more true here. Uh, Alexa Bliss, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, is one of the best characters on that roster. Nikki Cross, as a wrestler, is hella underrated, and it's and everybody's getting hyped about Oscar's promos, basically because she's shouting in a language that's not English. And and I'm sorry that doesn't make a, a good. Hey, she problem. could be saying something amazing. You don't know. Yeah, but a lot of the people that are saying how great it is don't know what she's saying either. <laughs> I this is true. I just I don't know. I like Oscar. Don't get me wrong. I like Oscar and Kyrie Sane. The Kabuki Warriors as as a gimmick as a package are awesome. I don't. I, as I say, I don't think any titles are changing hands. I think the Kabuki Warriors are going to retain. But, I mean, Bliss and Cross are well away from any of the singles title scenarios. And they're decent characters. So put them in the tag team thing. The Iconics are, like, missing. And what other tag teams do they have? There's some women in, in NXT that they could throw together. Um, this with- is what I was afraid of when they made the women's tag division in WWE that was going to end up very much like the TNA women's tag team where it was just like, oh, fuck, we only had, like, four tag teams. Yeah, but one of the last women's tag team champions in TNA was Eric Young. Was Yes, was Eric Young and... uh, ODB. uh, ODB. But, like, ODB's a woman, so that's not nearly as funny as saying... It's like... uh, Santino winning the WrestleMania 25 Battle Royal. No, it's not. No, it's not. The other thing is funny. That is a travesty. (laughs) Is is it bad? Were were you real, real upset when Santina came back at this year's Royal Rumble? Yes, I was real upset. Why? Like, actually legitimately upset? Or just like, oh, that was a waste of a spot? No, I was upset the first time around. Okay, because it's like definitely like, hey, remember way back when when we did this silly thing, and that's literally all it was to the point where he was intimidated by everybody else in the ring and Cobra himself, and people got all up in arms with it, saying that it was like crossdresser transphobic, and I'm like, no, it's a dumb character. It's WWE saying, yeah, we used to do some dumb shit. We do some dumb shit now, you, but I we... I was about to say, used to? No, no, no. Used we, to. we do some dumb shit it's, now. It's not, it's not past tense. It's, it's, it's still. I mean, you might not like what's happening right now, but the farther back you go, it gets progressively worse. Oh, 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 we know. I mean, Mae Young and the and the hand. I'm just saying. I mean, um, you're not wrong. Big Show body surfing on his dad's coffin, quote unquote. Um, Big Boss Man feeding El Snow his dog. Um, we could go on and on. I I, I venture into hyperbole. Do we have to? Kabuki Warriors are beating Bliss and Cross, even though it kind of breaks my heart. I don't really mind. Um, we're just going to stay with the ladies. Uh, we've already done the five-way, which is useless, and I don't really care. Becky Lynch versus the vampire Shayna Baszler. 
I think this is going to be a fucking awesome match. I bet you do. It's going to be good. Why, 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 why would you say that? Why? Because she's a vampire. That's not why I liked it. I think it's just going to be an all-out brawl. I think her walking through Elimination Chamber and killing everybody was awesome. Like, I think it's gonna be a great. I think it's gonna be a pretty good match. I don't think it's gonna be like a technical match like Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn, but I think it's gonna be a good match. I think yeah. it's. I think it's Plus, gonna be awesome. In, I mean, all, people are cooling on Becky. What else does? What else does Becky Lynch have to conquer at this point? And her whole uh, "she's the man" shtick requires that there's somebody else whose ass she has to kick. Otherwise, she comes off as the heel. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of coming off heelish just because people are starting to see her as being, like, really arrogant and whatever, and that... Co- well, that's that- what I'm saying. If there's not, if there's not like, a an Asuka who is undefeated or a Charlotte who's, talk- who's talking down to her the whole time or something like that, then she's the heel. She needs somebody to... She needs... What's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Not really she, being She needs underdog. grit. She needs to talk to Edge and get some grit. She has to triumph over something that everybody else is like, yeah, fuck that person. I think it's really funny that they went and got her a custom truck made, like a custom tractor-trailer truck that's, like, airbrushed with all the, like, Becky Lynch images and her own face and everything like that because she was supposed to have this big WrestleMania entrance in this big truck. But they're not doing that anymore. So, like, every Raw has just had her, like, pulling up to the Performance Center in the truck. Because that's all they can do. Well, we gotta do something with it. It's like, let's get our use out of this truck, even though it's not serving any purpose whatsoever. I mean, it it is definitely a case of, hey, we're going to see a really good match. It is really a case of Baszler just walked onto Raw and took the title. And I'm okay with that, because Baszler's kind of a killer. I mean, if she was going... I'm I'm excited about it. I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. It's the the one match that I'm like, oh, maybe I might come back to wrestling, and then they did the Bella Twins. I was like, Uh, no, fuck that. Bella's, nope, I'm out. (laughs) Um, It was literally 24 hours. I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch wrestling again. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) But she has to kill people, because, like, the one match she had on Raw with Kairi Sane where she was actually going a little bit 50-50 with her, the crowd chanted, boring. And all, like, the NXT fans were like, Baszler's already dead. Like, what the fuck are they doing? And then she went to Elimination Chamber, and the main event of the Elimination Chamber was a squash match. Like, a one-on-five squash match. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Like, she had a little bit of a, of a run with Asuka, which was, which was great. Because that's what we wanted to see in NXT, but other than that, it was all it was all squashes. When she when she closed Natalia in the pod and just kept on closing the door on her chest, and it's like hey, you wanted to do the like, I'm, and I'm going to mention this one more time later on, but you wanted to do the the Ralph from The Simpsons, like stop it, she's already dead. <laughs> and then I mean, she just like ragdolled Liv Morgan. Because all the members of the Riot Squad are back, and they don't know what to do with any of them. But Baszler wins. Like, if anybody thinks Baszler's not winning, and this is one of the titles that actually is changing hands, I don't know what to tell you. 
Ike Baszler's Baszler's leaving with the Raw. I don't. Title. I don't yeah. care. I don't care ba- who wins. Ba- Baszler's definitely leaving with the uh, title. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. Like if if they do some like within like within one match, if they manage to script this match like a Becky steps up story and she manages to retain, I won't hate it, but it won't feel right. It'll feel like they've deflated Baszler in two months. Because it feel like it definitely feels like I came to Raw for Becky for that championship, and uh, yeah, Baszler's gonna win is what I'm saying essentially. Um, staying with the women once again, uh, really really cool, and I really would have loved to see this play out on the main stage. This is the match I feel sorry for the most for it being in these really weird shitty circumstances. Rhea Ripley defending the NXT Women's Championship for the first time at WrestleMania against Charlotte. This is going to be a good match, too. I mean, it doesn't matter because there's no crowd, but Rhea Ripley is where Becky Lynch was going into WrestleMania last year as far as just the crowd loves her. Uh, The reaction to her beating Baszler on NXT at the end of last year was phenomenal. Um... Like this is this is the proverbial like strike while the iron is is absolutely hot. I love. Is pe- Charlotte now the new female Triple H? In that, if you get a match with Charlotte at WrestleMania, it's like kind of getting a title match, sort of, except that there is a title here. I I came up with that thought before I actually finished the thought. Yeah, you did. Um, I don't know. Like, I get why people don't like Charlotte. I do in a way. But, like, you can't deny... I'm okay with her now that she's not, like, constantly being shoved in our face. Like, there's there's been a moment to breathe. I mean, but, like, to a lesser extent, you could say that about Becky Lynch right now, the people that are getting sick of Becky Lynch. Yeah, I know. Uh, people don't like the same thing over and over and over again. Right, but also, and this I think this year particularly is the example to go to... People need to not necessarily go with their first gut reaction because everybody saw the Royal Rumble get down to Charlotte and Shayna Baszler. <coughs> and then when Charlotte won, they lost their shit. What the fuck are WWE doing? Right, right, right. But think about it because you've got a challenger going into WrestleMania off the Rumble that's hated instead of loved in Charlotte. It only puts Rhea Ripley more over. It allows for an NXT star to have WrestleMania exposure. It allows an NXT title to get WrestleMania exposure. And you wouldn't have gotten any of that if Baszler had won because she'd be challenging Becky and we're getting that anyway. Or she'd go back down to NXT and challenge Rhea Ripley at TakeOver, which also isn't happening. (laughs) So I think... Yes, it's it's one more thing on Charlotte's resume, and Charlotte's not allowed to have anything on her resume because people don't like her enough, but she's going to go in there and she's going to make Rhea Ripley look like a million bucks because even though I don't necessarily like her, she's not my favorite, I think pretty much everybody on the main roster has their best match with Charlotte. Yes, and I see Rhea, Rhea walking out with her title still. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I don't think a Raw superstar winning an NXT championship serves any purpose. Um, I mean, also, it doesn't serve any purpose to have Rhea Ripley go in there and lose. Also, it doesn't serve any purpose for NXT to have its first big presence at WrestleMania and lose. 
It's kind of like when we went into Survivor Series. Hey, this is the first time that NXT has been involved in the brand warfare. So, of course, they won the night. Of course, they destroyed everybody. Because if they didn't, it would have felt like there was no purpose. Yes. And also, Rhea Ripley's fucking awesome. Uh, people can go back uh, a couple weeks ago now. I went over the special that they did uh, a couple weeks ago on NXT when they had no matches and they were running down the history between a couple of people. We went really in-depth on the Rhea Ripley story, how she went from the one May Young Classic to the other May Young Classic to NXT UK to NXT to now WrestleMania. Uh, if anybody that's listening right now wants to go back and check that out, it is the... Uh, NXT extended review from like two weeks ago. Um, I think it's pretty good. I'm not going to go over the whole thing right here right now. The match is going to be great. The match has the potential to be the match of the night, especially considering there's two different nights. And even though I know it's not going to happen, the fact that we got this match from Charlotte Flair winning the Royal Rumble, I wouldn't mind this being a main event on one of the nights. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think it's going to happen, but the log no. the logic of WrestleMania being two nights and there being two Royal Rumble winners and the two Royal Rumble winners should main event one each night, it, it's not without its its value. Yes, I have nothing to add to that. All right, um, I should be more excited for the next match that we're going to talk about, but I'm just really looking forward to it because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. That'll be real fun. I mean, I love this whole, like, Monday Night Messiah thing that Rollins is doing. I think it's fucking great. I think that he literally has Buddy Murphy coming down to ringside with him with Disciple written down the one side of his tights. The fact that he's got the AOP in his faction, but yet it was him and Buddy Murphy that won the tag team titles. Um, every, reasons. everything, everything about it, everything about it is, well, Seth Rollins is the guy that wins tag team titles with a different partner every time. That's just how that goes. Just ask Jason Jordan. Oh, wait. Um, but like, he's so, he took all the hate that people had for him as a baby face and built it into this, into this heel character. And I think it's, it's entertaining as hell. Owens is always a win. Owens is always going to be the guy that if you've got one character that's like absolutely full of themselves, Owens is that guy that comes in and says, yeah, but like you're not shit. So other than it's going to be really good and I'm pretty sure they're going to be cutting promos on each other the whole match. I don't know what to say. I, I could potentially see this one going to a no contest. I could see there being some shenanigans. Um, well, and I've also heard that um, there's rumor that Seth Rollins is taking time off soon, so. Which will be awkward in the sense of, like, they just tried to start him up a faction. But, I mean, WWE as a whole might be taking a break after WrestleMania, so it might not matter. Um, yeah. If there's a winner, even though I like Rollins and I like everything they're doing with him right now. I would really like Owens to have a win because Owens hasn't had anything concrete in a long time. He's just been there and been really good and had everybody acknowledge that he's really good. But like 
one of the things they're building this on is Owens has never had a WrestleMania moment and Rollins has had several, so that's a tee-up for Owens to get his WrestleMania moment in front of nobody, which is sad, but whatever. Um, I hope Owens wins. I really, yep. I really, more than anything else on this card, I think this is the one that might not have a winner. I Next hope Owens just wins. Dies. Now, we are venturing from the ridiculous to the sublimely ridiculous. Undertaker versus, no. a- versus AJ Styles. No. In a boneyard match. No. <laughs> Just no. Apparently, this is not taking place. Hashtag the it's real, real sad. <laughs> Apparently, this is not happening in the PC. Apparently, this was filmed, because the whole thing is is pre-taped, right? Apparently, this was filmed at a graveyard. Like, an actual graveyard. No. And they don't want to call it a buried alive match because of what's going on in the world right now. Because suddenly, having a character named The Undertaker isn't enough to justify, hey, here's a match that kind of symbolizes death because the world kind of sucks right now. Lots of shitty things have happened in the history, in the time that The Undertaker has been around. This, you know, it's not like dying is a new thing. The fact that they're calling it a boneyard match is is real, real bad. But I... I think they lean, and this is not the first time I'm going to say this, I think they lean into the ridiculous on this. I think, like, there's every chance that we get, like, Biker Undertaker. Hey, hang on, I have I have a comment. Do you? No. <laughs> Biker Undertaker, it's going to be good. The promo that he cut this week, just sitting there in, like, a leather jacket and, and a toque, like, almost sounding like Biker Taker, almost sounding like like, darker Steve Austin rather than, like, typical Undertaker verbiage that we're used to, but then steps aside, and there's still an AJ Styles tomb. It's like, you need to pick a lane. But if American Badass Undertaker rolls into an actual graveyard on his motorcycle, I'm here for it. A hundred percent. The fact that Undertaker's saying, hey, my wife does a better Styles clash than you. Damn. The fact that I mean, they he's sh- wrong. I mean, he's wrong, but I I but mean, is but is he? <sighs> he yes, he is. It's a verifiable fact that he's wrong. I don't know. I I I know how bad this is gonna be. But like, this all started with AJ Styles showing clips from the Undertaker's Instagram in a swimming pool with a with his wife and a tiger. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this. I, I I don't know. I almost hope there's no commentary on it. I hope they just, like, cut to it, and it's like when they go to the Hardy compound, and they just, like, let it be whatever it is, and then come back to the regular show like nothing happened. Like, I would love that. It's real, real good. But, um... Taker. N- no. <laughs> do... do... This is so dangerous. Do we see the Styles Clash? No. No. <laughs> but do we, though? No. 
Um, I don't know. They, they, AJ Styles has the OC. Undertaker in his promo referenced, like, because, you know, we go with the the really, really generic symbolism in an Undertaker promo. It's like, you know, you can bring your boys with you because I'm bringing my own holy trinity with me and all this sort of thing. So I'm thinking now we're going to get Biker Taker, Corporate Kane, and Michelle McCool <laughs> in a graveyard <laughs> taking on the OC. <laughs> it's fine. No. But I mean, like, Corporate Kane. The ha- deafening sound of Spaz <laughs> laughing at his own pre- premise and, and Guapo just being like, no. I just, I, it, I, I want I want this Kristen, to be as retarded the reason as... Why, the reason why is because both of us have completely checked out of WWE. Yeah. I'm, oh, I've, I've checked out of main roster WWE too, but I can still laugh about it. I actually pitched... Because, and and Kristen's going to disagree with me, and that's fine, the last time The Undertaker had an okay match was when they stuck him in the tag team match with Roman. Like, he got in there, he did his stuff, Roman did most of the work. It was okay. And then a bunch of people said, if we're going to keep having The Undertaker, why don't we just throw him into, like, multi-person scenarios where he can go in, do a choke slam or a tombstone, and let somebody else carry it. So I had suggested at the time, before we got Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley for reasons announced, why don't you pull on two other people that have also had problems with the OC and just have the OC versus Undertaker, Aleister Black, and Ricochet? They could do all the heavy lifting. Undertaker can come in and win with a choke slam. I could be okay with that. The only problem with it is it'd be hard to for them to mesh together. Okay, but like Team Hell No and The Undertaker were were a three man team at one point. Like that was weird. Not that to say that true. not to say that Undertaker and Kane are a bad team, but like Undertaker and Daniel Bryan being on the same team was weird. Let's not forget that The Undertaker and The Big Show were tag team champions way back when. And that's I all. don't remember that. That yeah. was pre me watching. Yeah, let's all like just talk about like the fact that Big Show's not on this WrestleMania. And instead, he's on Netflix having the Big Show show. Really? Yeah. I might almost consider watching that. It, yeah, it's like a sitcom. Like, it's the Big Show show. There's some other thing coming out on Netflix, Does too. Does he enter the... If it's a sitcom, like, what kind of sitcom? Is it like a family sitcom? Yeah. Because if it is, he needs to walk into his entrance theme every time he comes into the house. No, I think it's like him just like being like, right, a, like, a, watch. like a sitcom dad. Like exactly. his or Every or time or, he walks or his into the house. or his ringtone is just well. But that's that it. Funny too. But that's it. Like the music doesn't actually start. It's just the well. Well's the big slow. Oh no. I don't know. There's some other wrestling related thing coming out on Netflix and it's all like WWE wrestlers and it's all like filmed at full sale very obviously filmed at full sale because all the graphics are NXT graphics it's like some stupid like hey this kid found a haunted luchador mask and now he's a wrestler I'm like don't don't no if the big show wants to go off and have his own sitcom fine don't give me a sitcom about wrestling I, I no. love that that's your no. Not a boneyard match, but this. 
Because this is ridiculousness as part of a pay-per-view. It's different. It's like... No, it really isn't, Spaz. <laughs> it is. Th- I can watch this as part of a wrestling show, but it's it's like comparing... Okay, remember Mickey Rourke's movie, The Wrestler? Yes. Or, that's like comparing that to Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble is a classic. How dare you, sir? But it's also retarded. How dare you? It led to David Arquette being the legit world heavyweight champion. That was that great. That was a booking. moment in history. That was, that was amazing booking by a. I didn't even watch it, but I but I'm always Guapo. Learn to respect your elders, sir. I'm the oldest person in this conversation. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, that's true. By 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 a fair margin, I think. Maybe I don't know. Uh, You're waiting for us to ante up our age. That is not happening. I'm I'm not. I'm questioning my own statement. That's all. I know Guapo's like hella younger than me. No, Guapo's a baby. I am. A, I am quite. A <laughs> and he, but he's the one that's married. This is true. And owns a house. Yeah, I was gonna say he's the baby, but he's the one that's adulting. He is. He does adults the hardest. Anyways, so basically this is going to break down into Undertaker and Kane and Michelle McCool versus the OC in a graveyard. May or may not be on motorcycles. It's fine. Um, I want to see a Styles Clash. I want to see Undertaker try. I want to see Undertaker try to sell the Styles Clash because I am a morbid. He's too tall. I'm a morbid individual. Okay, AJ Styles has done the Styles Clash to Abyss. That's true. I forgot about that. Remember TNA was the oh, that's the other thing I was gonna say. My big show. My my other Ralph ref. My other Ralph. He's already dead. Reference. Uh, Undertaker's promo. The majority of it was like, "You never came to WWE back when all these big stars were here, like Eddie Guerrero and Edge and Austin and Michaels and all this." He starts running down all the things, which kind of doesn't work because it means he's like tearing down the entire current roster, which regardless of how they're booked, are great wrestlers. But it's basically also like, hey, you stayed in the minor leagues while we were over here doing big stuff. It's like, never mind AEW, we're still taking shots at TNA. And at this point, taking... Oh, it's an easy target. <laughs> but it, but, this is, but this is where I'm going with the Ralph reference. At this point, taking a shot, like Undertaker of all people, taking a shot at, a, at TNA is, stop it, he's already dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, mean, I laughed so hard. I shouldn't, but I'm like, yo, for like two weeks, Impact tried to run up against Raw, and I think Vince McMahon never got over it. I remember that. I, we, Deidre and I put put two TVs so that we could watch both of those shows, and then we didn't watch TNA. Like ever again. Deidre. Who is this Deidre you speak of? I know. She definitely doesn't watch wrestling anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, you don't know who this person is because she's been buried alive. If I'm having a hard time watching wrestling, she definitely isn't watching wrestling. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I know a lot of people have said it in the YWC over the years. I don't know how much wrestling I would be watching if I didn't do this. Like, I would be watching NXT, because I really love NXT. I'd be watching AEW, 
because there's some parts of it that I like, and then there's Cody Rhodes, I would be I would be laughing at the main roster. I would be la- I would be cackling out loud at the main roster right now, like more than I already am. But of AEW? No, of the main roster WWE. Oh, okay. I, I mean, say, I mean, there's. How dare you, sir? Chris Jericho is a national treasure. Uh, champion. La champion. Who's right now in a rivalry with Broken Matt Hardy? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, when you when you need uh when you need what you call it monoxide here. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I think the better rivalry is Jericho versus Vanguard One, but I mean. I don't know. I, I, I might dump on AEW, but I will also give them credit when they do something good. And, I mean, all they had to do is get a bunch of WWE guys over there. But, I mean, it's run by Stardust, so that's fine. Moving on from the Boneyard to the Firefly Funhouse. John Cena versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a fire... Can I say something real quick about John Cena? Okay. <laughs> quick. <laughs> I need to say this before we get started. He's a bit extra. Did you guys see? No, no. Well, he's always a bit extra. No. Uh, did you see? Uh, I think it was up till recently. They were putting up, you know, the promo material for for WrestleMania, and it still had the very uh, pirate themed thing they were going for for Tampa. Oh, they still do. It's and, weird. And so they have on on one that on this one that I'm thinking of uh, right now. It has a uh, Roman Reigns as like he has like a pirate he has like a sword as like you know they kind of dressed him like pirate esque. Anyways, uh, Becky Lynch is next to him and she has she's dressed like a little like a Viking like she has like she has like the the braids and whatever and like an axe and then Charlotte is dressed like a you know like a queen like a dark queen with like a, this tiara and then John Cena is next to them. Just in a neon T-shirt, <laughs> just as John Cena, no costume. That's great. Nothing. That is so it's great. Just, I'm gonna try and find it while you guys. Hang uh, on. I'm, 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 look, I'm looking at it right now. It's on the, uh, it's on the Wikipedia page. I kind, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of have a ridiculous respect. Yeah, for Roman, Roman's trying to look like Jason Momoa. Mm. Yeah, basically. Well, they're basically it's the same, It's all, like, semi-aquatic themed. No, but I just, like, everything I used to hate about John Cena is, is everything that I love about John Cena now. Like, John oh, Cena... Oh, I forgot Bray Wyatt's on what? there, too. There you go. It's in, the, it's in the chat. Okay, I'm looking at it now. <laughs> oh, my it God. It's just John Cena. That... that... That like is... the rest of them are kind of in like some sort of like the gimmick thing, and then John, and then it's just John Cena. They couldn't put him in any sort of like pirate. That's <laughs> nothing. I can't. Well, we okay. If you look in the chat, you'll also see the icon that I'm using for this video. It's the modified WrestleMania logo with the toilet paper. Um. But no, like this is clearly something before all this shit happened. They're like, and John Cena. It reminds me of there was um back back in the day. I don't know if anybody watched the movie League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
And they, in the movie, in the trailer, for the trailer for the movie, they're, like, listing all the people in it. They're, like, the Invisible Man, uh, the Bride of Dracula, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Sean Connery. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Connery. (laughs) That is what this is. And John Cena. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, seriously... Uh, I mean, I can only say this now, like we were saying about Charlotte before, like, as long as somebody's not being pushed in your face, you can appreciate them a lot more. John Cena, when he comes back now, has this, like, baby face version of not giving a single fuck that's actually kind of awesome. Like, he comes out, like, 99% making fun of himself, and it's just like... Man, you know, I, I love being here, and da-da-da-da, and oh, I basically became The Rock. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. When they let John Cena be funny, he's fucking funny. Yeah, but, like, he's, like, and, you know, we say, like, Roman Reigns became the next John Cena. Roman Reigns will never be, like, as, like... Funny? Put your shit out on the table as John Cena is. But, again, John Cena's in a position to do that now. Like, I don't think anybody's ever going to be, like, as untouchable as John Cena. But, like... Also, I think we can all be honest, and John Cena's promos were not the reason we hated John Cena. Hold on. Uh, some of them were. I need to make a point. I need to make a point right here. Okay. John Cena is untouchable because he is invisible, because you can't see him. You can't see him. Boo. Okay, because you stretched so hard for that, because you stretched so hard for that, I'm going to meet you with an equally bad joke, all right? I'm only Please. telling this all bad joke. Right, I'm, I'm only John telling Cena's this relationship with Nikki Bella? No, I'm only going to tell this really bad joke in response to Guapo's really bad joke. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef? Yeah. Fuck you, Guapo. <laughs> but that's about that's about what you gave us. But yeah, like John Cena's I've like. Got a really bad, I've got a really bad John Cena joke as well. Oh no, Nikki Bella. No, it's a pretty good one though. But no, um, what's John Cena dress as for Halloween? Oh no. So. A ghost, because you can't see him. That's lame. Shut up. Yours was lame, too. Mine was great, damn it. Oh. <laughs> it's getting tired in here, okay? It's getting spun in here. But yeah, The Fiend, which I still enjoy, even though it's lost its luster a little bit, versus John Cena and his overly campy overacting that we know we're going to get, is going to be spectacular. We have no idea, at least at this point, what the constrictions of a Firefly Funhouse match are. Uh, I've heard that they're going to go into, like, the soundstage where they do all the Firefly Funhouse stuff, and they're just going to, like, brawl. I've heard that because it's all being pre-taped anyway, that they've remade the entire PC into, like, a Firefly Funhouse like ring area like build build your own stadium in 2k20 like they've done a firefly funhouse version of that for the entire pc i've heard a bunch of different things basically 
it's going to be some kind of no DQ brawl, and I think John Cena is going to get hit with the big comedy mallet. And I don't know. I I have no. I idea. don't have any expectations for this match. Other because than because every time I because th- every time I think of it, I think of that promotion material where it's like all these pirate themed <laughs> things and John Cena. And then there's John. Anyways, it's like it's like in my mind he showed up in some sort of pirate <laughs> stuff, and they were like, no, just <laughs> no. they like edited him in from a different thing <laughs> like the picture did not turn out good so they were just like we'll just fucking edit him in from something else it's fine it's 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 really bad clip art no. is what you're saying no. yes no what it is is john cena's pose for the 2k game they just oh exactly. and pasted it. They, did. they just photoshopped him into it uh... or they forgot to call him to, for the photo shoot, and so they're like, fuck it, we'll just edit him in, it's fine. We'll, we'll use one of the thousand other times that we've uh, put him in something. Yeah, because I'm, sure I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, sure, I'm sure they have, like, a few stock photos of John Cena, just a few. I mean... You couldn't put an eye patch on him or nothing? <laughs> Maybe made his jorts ratty? Anything? <laughs> Yeah, random pirate leaves the gym in his jorts. <laughs> this just nothing. None, you're not gonna even try, okay? Uh, I think this they is... couldn't make his hat into a brightly colored bandana that's tied on his head. Nothing. Oh my god! Absolutely nothing. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I heard somebody make a comment once about the movie Glass. About how uh, if you go back through and whatever, Bruce Willis isn't actually in the movie as much as you think he is. Like, his on-screen time is really minimal. And, so uh, he's dead? He's a ghost? No. Uh, the whole the whole, the whole whole idea was... No, the whole idea was uh, one of the movie... One of the writers, producers, directors, whatever, walked up to Bruce Willis and said, Hey, Bruce, you gonna try this time? And he said no. So they didn't put him in that much. <laughs> Like, that's, that's a running gag that I've heard about that movie. So, I think they went to the video editors and John Cena and said, Hey, John, you coming to WrestleMania? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you gonna try? So Probably they didn't not. put him in, so they, so they edited him in. And just like, fuck it, yeah. whatever. It's like when you take a family photo and somebody wasn't able to make it for whatever reason, and the photo studios try to do that really nice blend, just using another photo, and it's never quite right. There's always something just slightly wrong with it. It's like when they try to CGI a human being. It's like Gemini Man, like the computer-generated Will Smith. Are you saying John Cena is Gemini Man? <laughs> Maybe. That's the, that's the sequel to that movie. Uh, I haven't even seen that movie. I just know that, like, rubber Will Smith is bad. And that's after he was the genie in Aladdin. So, yeah. He's not having a good time right now. John Cena could have been the genie in Aladdin, and I still wouldn't have cared. Moving on. I don't know why. I might have actually gone and seen it if John if, Cena was the genie. Because then it would have been funny. Five Knuckle Shuffle on Jafar. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, they come to that, that the lion's head cave in the desert, and like nobody can get in, so he just like punches it. He gives it the lightning <laughs> fist. 
finish Christ. this before we all go to sleep. Uh, I think we're already asleep. I think this is going to be unintentionally hilarious. This this John Cena Fiend thing. Fiend's gonna win because he's gonna hit him with the comedy mallet, and it's gonna be fine. Bray Wyatt is the new Harley Quinn. I don't know. I got nothing. Orton versus Edge, something actually good. Yay. I love. I love the build for this. Like Edge yeah, just yeah, Edge people. just doing Edge just doing standalone like intense Edge promos. That's enough. I don't even need like Orton's responses. But to be fair, to be fair, there there is a thing about Randy Orton and oh my god, it's just another boring Randy Orton match. There are a handful of wrestlers that you can put against Randy Orton that kind of break the Randy Orton boring sludgy match mold. One of them is Edge, one of them is Mick Foley. One of them is definitely not Triple H. <laughs> like, 100% you know, now. It, if you're talking about the feud that I think you are, the feud was really good, and then the match was shit. <laughs> right, but you need something that's almost the opposite. Like, his promos in this thing leading up to the match haven't been that great. Edge's have been fantastic. I predict the match will be great. So it's the opposite of the Triple H thing. And I'm sorry, I would rather have an awesome Final Destination than an awesome Journey in some regards. Like, if I get a lot of really awesome promos that are leading to a match that I know is going to suck, that's bad. Like, if you sell me Big Show versus The Great Khali, but show me The Big Show pulled off a half-decent promo before the match, I'm not going to care. Because it's Big Show and The Great Khali. Well, it's the great Kali. Anyways, uh, Edge is going to win this. The fact that Edge's return to wrestling after nine years is happening at WrestleMania in front of nobody is almost fucking heartbreaking. Yes. Like, yes, it is. Like, I don't use, I don't throw that term around a whole lot, but it is. Like, that's, that's fucking rough. A like, random question that I just that just came to mind. Okay. Just I'm curious what you guys think. Sure. Even though there's no like audience or anything. Right. Do you think that if they because we all know they pipe in applause sometimes uh, when things aren't going right. Do you think the show would be more interesting if they piped in? No. Um applause? No because do you think the, it's the, the si- do you think it's the silence? itself or no i think you need a genuine noise like i think and once again though i am loath to give too much credit to aew um because they've been in bigger arenas they've been able to space people out and they've had other wrestlers around the ring like watching matches happen just so that there's been some sort of reaction it has it what hasn't been the same as a crowd but there's been something going on like in the background like there's been some white noise and that's been really good. The best rumor that I heard was two weeks ago when one of the ideas on the table, and I wish I was making this up, I really do, was they were going to put LED screens across the front rows all the way around the ring, and they were going to digitally put in the uh, live audience graphic from the 2K games. Oh my god, I would have thought that was hilarious. <laughs> because it's like, if you look at the 2K audience, it's like the same dude. It's like the same six dudes. And like two women models. 
I would I probably would have like just turned the TV off. Like, nope, that's enough. <laughs> I've had enough today. That's I, I that's enough quit. drugs. I really, I really need to quit drinking <laughs> or start. Yeah. I just I. If, if they it, were going to do it, they need to lean full in and have it be the exact... Don't try and, like, make individual, each person individual. Like, no, I want this dude and then four people over. It's the same fucking dude. But see, the here's the thing, though. Like, yeah. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want them to do that for the whole show. But, like, for something... For one ridiculous segment, like the Firefly Funhouse match, that would be something that belongs in that kind of world if that makes sense. That's the kind yeah. of goofy thing that they could do that would work for one match, not the whole eight hours over two days thing. I, I'm i pretty sure that they could work out having a couple of wrestlers in the front rows, but I don't think they're going to. Uh, it's going to be hard enough. When, when, you, when you add up the bodies, you got a referee, a timekeeper, a ring announcer, two people in the ring, uh, commentators... Um, anybody that has a manager, like, it's supposed to be, like, ten people or less in a, in a gathering at any one time. It's not that hard to get to ten people, even if it's a one-on-one match. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, they're dealing in a very confined space, and they don't have the luxury of having their own arena, like Daly's Place or whatever. Uh, Daly's like... Place. What? Daly's Place, that's what it's called. Okay, well, sure. Um, I don't know. The pipe, the piping in of the crowd wouldn't wouldn't help only because it was just it was just it was just a thought that I had. I, yeah, I no, was, no, I it's a it's a conversation. Opinion. It's a conversation that that's happened a lot on a lot of different channels, and it's it's a conversation that's out there. But like the whole point of having a crowd or anybody out there, regardless, is to react to what's happening and to try and line up that crowd pop with what's happening in the ring. Like, unless you've got, like, some sort of really good mixer of, like, highs and lows and whatever, I I just think doing that would be, like, the saddest job in wrestling. Like, creating some cheers because nobody's there. Like, as a sound tech, that would be a sad job. Is it sadder than when they have to pipe it in over somebody that's clearly being booed? Yeah, but that's trying to that's trying to change a reaction. That's not trying to fabricate one from scratch. Um I mean, getting back on point, like the the nine year comeback, like there's no way Edge doesn't win this. No, Edge or, definitely wins. I agree. Or Orton or, Orton takes the loss. I know, I know everybody has a mixed opinion on Orton, but Orton doesn't lose anything by losing this match. No, he doesn't. No. Oh, okay, two matches left. I think even, I think even without all this, Orton, Orton would have won. Or Orton would have lost. Oh yeah, no, like if this was happening at the stadium and if WrestleMania was going on as normal right now, uh, I would, I would say even more, even stronger that Edge would win because, you know, part one, part one was the Rumble return. Part two was the turn. Part three was WrestleMania. Like there's Edge's return complete. Like his return to the roster complete. 
Um, I don't even even with no audience, I don't see a reason to have Orton win. But if they were in front of an audience, that would solidify it for me that Edge is winning. Um, we're gonna leave the main event to the main event. Let's talk about the match that's like not really happening and cards on the table. We're filming this before SmackDown, and I think they're gonna address this on SmackDown. Uh, Roman Reigns, because of his medical history and whatnot, has asked to be removed from the card. Uh, because he had, you know, because he's immunocompromised because he had fucking leukemia. Yeah, and I mean, fair enough. Well, they, I heard some people were giving him shit about it, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. No, people were give, uh, uh, What I've heard was the opposite: is like people giving WWE shit. It's like, oh, I bet if anybody pulls out, they're gonna get shit on. And I'm like, they they literally couldn't afford to shit on people for staying home if they wanted to. Um, but that does leave Goldberg without an opponent. Uh, apparently that's going to be rectified on Friday. Rumor is it's going to be Braun Strowman, which is a eh, match. And if this is how Braun Strowman gets his first title, that's going to be real sad. But they can't leave it on Goldberg either, because I'm pretty sure he's immunocompromised himself. Uh, I don't have anything to say about it. I really didn't have anything to say about Goldberg versus Roman, other than a quick shout-out to my buddy James, Fear the Spear 1990, who's, like, the biggest advocate ever for this match happening, who's heartbroken right now that this match is not happening. So, legit shout-out to James. I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. Um, but right now, Battle of the Spears, as far as I know, isn't happening um, Goldberg versus, um... <laughs> you forgot his name already. I, I did. Goldberg versus Strowman is apparently the replacement. I have heard the idea floated around that they slide Daniel Bryan into this spot, and Daniel Bryan gives Drew Gulak the IC title shot, which would be, I mean, it would be another change on the night, but that's basically how WrestleMania is going to be. Uh, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Sami Zayn versus Drew Gulak would be a good match, and Goldberg versus Daniel Bryan would be interesting, if nothing else. I don't know what that match would look like. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, I can't even picture that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he could go the uh, the Bret Hart route and put like the metal plate on under his shirt, and Goldberg spears the plate, and then Daniel Bryan is the Universal Champion. I got nothing. I got nothing Did for this. That Was that a real thing that happened? Uh, Goldberg speared uh, Bret Hart in WCW, and he had because he had a big hockey jersey on. Because Canadian, he's Canadian. Put him in a hockey jersey, eh? Eh? Anyways, well, uh, but yeah. yeah, like he took the jersey off, and he has like a big. He had a big fucking plate underneath. So Goldberg basically speared the plate and went right down, and I think fucked up his neck in the process. Um, you learned something new. Yeah, yeah. WCW was a thing, wasn't it? I, whoever is replacing Roman Reigns is walking out with that title. Cause you gotta believe they threw it on Goldberg only, be, only so that Roman Reigns wouldn't be booed for taking it off uh, Bray Wyatt. And the main event, which Goldberg keeps it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Roman. Yeah. Yeah. What? And we just do Goldberg Roman at a later date? Yep. Yeah. After we do all the, after we get past all this. 
I can see that. After the corona. But, like, the thing is, though, right? Like, not that we're doing very much TV after WrestleMania anyways. I get it. But, like, if they took it off Goldberg and gave it to somebody else, you could still do Goldberg-Roman at SummerSlam without there being a title involved. And it would still be a marquee match. I think yeah. I think the entitled uh, the uh, intended temporariness of Goldberg having the title is just going to linger if they leave it on him, and I don't think you've got Brock and Goldberg as your two world champions right now, and that's already grading on a lot of people. So if Goldberg WWE... keeps it, Goldberg keeps it only because they can easily take it off of him next month at uh, Money in the Bank. Somebody fantasy booked, like, and they're really playing on the whole two-night thing. What if Brock Lesnar beat Drew McIntyre and then walked in the second night and challenged Goldberg and walked out with two belts? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but you don't... Definitely but, wouldn't bring me back to watching. You've got, like, an unhealthy dislike for Brock Lesnar, though. I don't think it's unhealthy. <laughs> but, like, you... you Okay, I think you hate him more than most people do. Probably. I'll admit to that, but I don't think it's unhealthy. Like, I have, I see the problems with him constantly having the title. I don't see the problems with him, if he, if he wasn't the champion, just coming by a couple times a year just to have, like, a marquee match with somebody. Dude, that would not bother me. It's because he has the title yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like... It's not like, oh, it's been a while, and then they put the title back on him so that he can, you know, be the conqueror and everything. He like has literally had the tit- has had a title, like for years, one title or the other. I, I I realistically think there's some validity to the argument that they keep putting the title on Brock Lesnar so that they can keep putting Paul Heyman out there with a microphone in his hand. I I wouldn't disagree with that, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. Just like I don't Paul think has. having Paul ha- I don't think having Paul Heyman on the show is a is a is a Driving compromise first. to constantly having Brock Lesnar on. Okay, yeah. so we so we get rid of Brock Lesnar for a while, but we keep Paul Heyman on the show. You can take a look at the entire roster up and down. Who does Paul Heyman manage if he's not managing Brock Lesnar? I mean, Lesnar? I'm I'm not saying that we should have Paul Heyman manage some Somebody else. I'm saying I'm I'm willing to trade not having Paul Heyman on the show. I think Paul Heyman should manage the Authors of Pain. I think that would be good. I mean, they would have to start winning. <laughs> they would have to start being on the show. <laughs> they would have to start having matches. They would have to start existing. It'd be really weird to see like Paul Heyman come to NXT and like manage a cruiserweight. Paul Heyman comes over and starts managing Leo Rush. Uh, Jordan Devlin is, like, stuck over in the UK right now, and he's our Cruiserweight champion. I was supposed to go to a Destiny show where the main event was Josh Alexander from Impact taking on Jordan Devlin from NXT, and and I'm not getting that. I was it's all Corona's fault. I was supposed to go to AEW Dynamite. Yeah, but that's not really anything to miss, though. (laughs) 
Shots fired. Okay, I will immediately take that back because the one thing I have said the entire time the corona thing has been going on, the minute we can fill a stadium with people again and AEW Dynamite goes on the air, the first time Jericho comes out to the ring, the entire crowd singing Judas is going to be a special moment. Oh, it's going to be amazing. So there there'll you go. A, there, there will be a dry eye in place because Le Champion will be gracing us with his presence. And it will be wonderful, yeah. <laughs> Give it a year. I'm oh, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you guys over my yawning. Give it a year and Jericho and Matt Hardy are going to be the tag team champions. I'm okay with it. That though. I might be interested in. <laughs> oh my god, broken Jericho. Yes. Broken, yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Oh my god, I just booked AEW better than Cody, although that's not really that hard. Moving on to the main event. Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre won the Rumble. It was fucking awesome. There's no way he's not winning. Consolation prize. What? He gets a consolation prize of a uh, mania this year. Well, yeah. But yes, he's winning this year. I feel really he's... bad for him because Drew McIntyre has been around a hell of a long time and to finally have his WrestleMania moment. Like, this, Edge, and Rhea Ripley. Like, Drew, yep. Drew, Edge, and Rhea Ripley are the ones I feel the most bad for. Like, this is Rhea Ripley's first WrestleMania. It's happening in front of nobody. Edge returning after nine years and it's happening in front of nobody, and Drew McIntyre finally getting a main event, and it's happening in front of nobody. Like, I feel bad for everybody involved, but nobody more than those three. That being said, the match is going to be good. Yes, it will be. Um, as much as some people don't like Brock, when he, when he gives a shit, the match is good. That's why... Like, the matches with AJ Styles, the matches with Daniel Bryan, the matches with Finn Balor, the matches with Rey Mysterio were all pretty damn good. The matches with Braun Strowman, not so much. Drew McIntyre is is, is on the tick right now. I think Brock Lesnar likes working with Drew McIntyre. So it's one of those... It's very Randy Orton in the sense of if he gives a shit, the match will be great. And that's a really well, we let's hope he gives a shit. Yeah. All right, and Paul Heyman at ringside, in lieu of having an actual audience, Paul Heyman's reactions at ringside will be at least 50% of this match. Yes. It's 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 going to be weird. It's going to be it's going to be a very long weekend. It's going to be very, yes, very yes, long and interesting, and hey, we made it through, and hopefully we never have to do that, but at the same time, hey, we might have gotten like this and this and this that was good type thing. We'll just see what they can do with it. I, I really do, like, we all criticize wrestling, like, it's what we do. I really do have to tip my hat to everybody involved in these shows, whether we like them or not, for pulling this off at all. Uh, by the time for, we get to the for end deciding of this. to go out there, for deciding to go out there, for deciding in the worst possible like you have no audience, therefore you're getting no thank you from anybody. You're not getting the response. You're not getting the adulation. You're not getting the energy. And you're like, 
what's it called? Sorry, I didn't even mention it when we were talking about the uh, the SmackDown tag title. The SmackDown tag title is the ladder match. Yeah, yeah so that? they're, they're going to be basically killing themselves for no one. For no one. Like, they're going to be, and it was a good point that was actually made on What Culture, because it wasn't made by Michael Sidgwick. Um, part of what gets you through a match like a ladder match or anything like a Hell in the Cell uh, or a Chamber is the adrenaline from the crowd. And that's how, when you smash through something, like, you don't feel it right then, and that's how you're able to get through the match. And, I mean, we don't want people getting hurt regardless. But, like, without that adrenaline, they are going to feel that match. Like, two weeks from now, they're having a six-woman ladder match on NXT, and they are going to feel every bit of that match. And I, I think it's insane. But, again, uh, I go back to the whole, like, people think these shows shouldn't be happening. There's no audience to see these shows happening. But the people that haven't pulled out yet are still attempting to put on a show, still attempting to entertain us in this weird, wacky time that we're in. And there is a, there's a level of credit that has to go there. Not necessarily to WWE as a whole, but to the people that are performing on their show. So, even someone like myself, who has been pretty down on WWE lately, even if there are matches that I don't, that I'm not going to particularly like or everything, I think the whole show is in itself a good thing this year. Yeah. That they're still trying, that they're still doing it. Because, you know, everyone's stuck at home. Everybody's worried if we can do eight hours over the weekend where, you know, where people can be doing something else. Yeah. That is always a good thing. I think anything of anything other than this show absolutely failing is a success. Like, if somebody gets hurt in the first match and then everything goes to shit from there and or the show like goes off the air for some reason or it's just, like, shit pile after shit pile after shit pile after shit pile. Like, if we don't have an absolute disaster, it's a success. Yes. Agreed. And even if it is a disaster, we'll still be talking about that for four hours a night instead of, like, the, mm. re the real-life scary world outside. And that's about it. That is a long-ass card. That is a lot of conversation that we just had. Um, we, 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 I think we talked the shit out of uh, WrestleMania. We talked the shit that's out of not WrestleMania. E that's not even on TV. Yeah. Or that's only on TV. Sorry. Well, it is on TV. That's the only way anybody's going to see it. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a way to finish this off because I'm really trying to be positive about something that may not be that positive at the end of the day. But if you guys have anything else to say about it... On one positive note, I know for sure, I have a uh, close friend uh, over here who had bought tickets to go to Mania, did all, got the travel package and everything, and he was finally just issued his refund today. Well, that's good. Yes. Well, I think WWE is trying its hardest. I mean, it had how many thousands of people coming in from all over the globe? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a minute to and, be able to I, process refunds for that give, many uh, people. 
I do give WWE a little credit too because they they took the extra step too to help help their uh, fans who have bought tickets and everything dispute the hotels that were kind of being dickish and not wanting to give uh, refunds back. Yeah, yeah there was, were a lot of there were there were hotels that um it wasn't uh, I'm I'm thinking of something similar but in the same area where uh. What is it? Is it WrestleCon that happens yeah, every right, year yeah. uh, around WrestleMania? Around WrestleMania time, it's like you know a lot of wrestling uh, companies have a thing around WrestleMania time because people will be in town. And the and, and, the, and the hotel wouldn't let them things. cancel or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, well, they'd let them cancel, but they weren't getting like they were still owing them like it was like fifty thousand dollars or something crazy like that because of lost revenue and yeah. shit and people basically like well yeah fuck you marriott they can't have the show they can't yep. do it yeah i do think it's kind of funny marriott it- did it did cave at the end after you know everybody- after, being, after basically being threatened by multiple after- people <laughs> yes after basically being uh, internet shamed. Yeah. Sometimes the internet shame can be used for a good cause. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't the, always work the out internet that way, ta- but... The internet taketh away, but the internet also giveth. Yeah, the internet giveth and the internet taketh away sometimes. Well, it's like every like everybody, I think, in their own way is trying to do like something cool around this time. Like, I know... It, it's very different, but, like, the local transit in my area, because you can't be really interacting with the drivers too much. It's like, everybody get on in the back. There's no charges for anything. And I think that's pretty cool. I think, like, there's rumors there's rumors coming out of, like, Disney and Marvel that, uh, what is it, Black Widow and New Mutants may forego all of the, like, theater release and go directly to Disney Plus so that people have a little bit extra to watch. So like I know that there's already some level of precedent for that because I want to say NBC Universal is releasing like I mean they're not like super big movies for oh, people like, like us like but Bloodshot that, that and stuff Trolls like that movie oh well, yeah. that, well I meant uh, the the Trolls, Trolls World Tour movie which was gonna be like a big thing for kids Dream is coming Works on to Dream demand put, uh, DreamWorks put what's that onward. Yeah, I just like not so much for New Mutants because New Mutants has sort of been like a cursed movie anyway, for as far as like all the problems that they've had getting it out. But I mean, Black Widow was going to be a big money thing for Marvel. You got to believe. Yeah. So the 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 money loss in the decision to like forego like the theater release and just throw it out there for people so that they've got something else to watch is pretty cool. And if WWE is trying to get people out to you know, this, that, or the next thing. I know they're offering deals on the network right now. Uh, I know Shudder, for people that like horror movies, I've never tried Shudder, but Shudder put out a uh, promo code that, like, I think is good for two months of, like, free Shudder. And, like, the naysayers are going to be like, well, they're just doing that now so that when this is all over with, they'll have more customers. And it's like, yeah, but if they're doing that right now and people see them doing a nice thing and decide to then be a customer... Doesn't everybody win in that scenario? Yeah. Uh, I will say, people that don't have the WWE Network and are trying to order this on regular pay-per-view and are being charged, like, 50 bucks per night is fucking retarded. 
I uh, I agree with that as well. But I mean, if you're watching any WWE pay-per-views but have decided not to get the network, you're kind of financially retarded anyway. Because yeah, you, you might yeah. not you might not like everything that's on the WWE network, but there is zero financial logic to not getting the network if you're going to be watching pay-per-views. Even if you just watch the pay-per-views on the network, it ends up yeah costing less. I mean, not so much anymore because it's it's moved to the USA network. But like, how many people before then were getting the network just to watch NXT? Yeah, exactly. Now, now consider consider NXT, consider pay per views, and I mean, consider the back catalog they have if you want to go that route. Like, you can't say the WWE Network is a bad deal. No, it's not. Like, I don't think anybody can say that the network is a bad deal. Um, but, but yeah, we've uh, we've rambled for quite long enough, I think. To everybody listening, uh, I've been saying this a lot the past little while like we're in some shitty times right now uh the wrestling community on twitter unless you are paying attention to the one or two assholes out there a lot of the wrestling community are being really cool to each other for once so if you're having a bad time there's likely somebody out there that you can vent to uh spaz phoenix one on twitter that's me if you want to vent to somebody and you don't have anybody else um reach out to your fellow wrestling fan I'm here. I can't fix anything for you, but I'll sit. I'll. I'll. I will digitally sit in the corner with you and say, "Yeah, this shit sucks right now." Um, but but look around. Same here at Black Cat Feline. And I'm also here at Guapo underscore five hundred four. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry. Self shameless plug for myself, real quick. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you also want a little getaway, if uh, you play uh, a game called Magic the Gathering at all. Uh, myself and my friend Justin have created our own channel where we uh, play with our group of friends and everything. It's called Champions of the Parish. Very I cool. Will, I will I will link out on my Twitter. I don't know. Um, I just keep putting that out there because when all this shit's o- long after all the health issues are done, I think a lot of us are going to come out of this a little bit fucked in the head. And the wrestling community, more than usual uh sometimes gets a bad rap but i see a lot of people out there on social and i'm trying to do it myself just kind of not trying to be like super sappy or anything like that but i I see a lot of people out there just sort of being there for the next guy and it is kind of cool so if you're not doing that already try to do it if you see other people doing it like give them that that positive response or that person to talk to or whatever because we're kind of in unprecedented places right now i mean if i told you a year ago that wrestlemania was going to take place over two days in an empty gymnasium you wouldn't have believed me and that's one small microcosm of all the crap that's going on in the world right now and uh i don't know i'm rambling now at this point um i've been what we're saying is take care of each other take care of each other take and take and take this seriously. Like some people think it's silly, but yeah. take it seriously. They're they're yeah. we're not doing it for we're not doing it for my myself and and Spaz and and Guapo here. Who if we got the virus, there's a you know there's fairly good odds that though it would suck for a little while, that long long run we would be okay. But yeah, we're doing yeah. it for people that 
wouldn't be. That wouldn't be yeah. okay. Yeah. And the, uh... I don't know. Yeah, we're trying to put all that good shit out there while while we talk about the wrestling stuff. And I mean, if nothing else, come back and hang out with us the next time we do a video because there will be more videos even long after there's no wrestling. I know there's at least one fantasy booking video that Kristen and I are long overdue to do. There's one fantasy booking video that <laughs> Guap, that Guapo and I have tried at least once a week to do, and it never works out. Um, I do have a, a bit of other content that will come along eventually with myself and Jake. Uh, I'm hoping to get Okayfabe back on here sooner than later. There will be stuff here. If you've got nothing else to do, if you've got nobody else around you, if you've got nothing else to watch and you've watched every movie on your shelf, come back to the channel. I, I will have something for you. You might not like what I have to say. You might think I'm an asshole. But hey, listen to me ramble for an hour and think that I'm an asshole and don't think about what's going on outside. Anyways, I've literally run out of voice. So, I've been Spaz. She's been Christian. He's been Guapo. We are your YWC Reality Check. Subscribe up there. Talk down there. Start a conversation. Keep all these conversations going. But for right now, myself, Christian, and Guapo, we hope you guys are doing okay. And we're tagging out. Adios, mis Night, amigos. Night, guys. <laughs>